Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, look, Mel Herbert here. It's uh, June, what are we talking, Wednesday, June 12th? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And the first story we want to talk about today is from Electric. It's by Fred Lambert, and it is stated here that Tesla's Stormwatch has activated hundreds of Powerwall owners living around California wildfires, CEO Elon Musk says. So what is this thing? So if you get yourself a power wall, and um, you're very lucky if you do, because they're still trying to ramp up production, particularly in the second half of the year, because uh, people love them some power walls, and they've really been constrained by the number of cells, and they've been going into Model 3, so ramping, ramping, ramping. So the idea of Stormwatch is you can opt in or opt out of this puppy. And if you opt in, what happens is if you're in California or if you're in the East Coast where there's storms, if they see that a storm is coming fire or water or otherwise, then what Tesla can do is um, send out a little impulse of electrons, boom, that says, fill up the power wall and put it on backup. Don't use it right now. So that when the storm comes, if the power goes out, then you'll have a full power wall or power walls in order to run the house, the fridge, whatever it is that you need. So it's a really, really interesting app. And over the years to come, we'll see just how useful. But the fact is, you don't have to wait for Tesla to do that because in the app, and the app is actually very good, in the app, you can decide how much you want to use your Powerwall. So let's say you bought a Powerwall because you've got crappy electricity where you are and you just need to run your home or your business. You can just say, use the whole thing, fill it up with solar energy or whatever you've got it attached to and discharge it into the home or into the business and don't keep any for backup. So you can do it that way. Or you can say, like, keep it 100% for backup. Like, I bought this thing for one reason. I'm running a hospital with ventilators. And if the power ever goes out, oh, my gosh, we need to have power. And it can never go down. So put 100% to um, backup. Or you can do anything in between that. So I set mine at about uh, 25% for backup. So I run the home during the day when the sun's out. It basically just runs off solar energy. But then as the sun goes down, then it starts to discharge from the power wall and run the home overnight, and there's enough in there, because I've got three of them, enough in there to do overnight, and then it starts to fill up again during the day. But it always saves 25%. That's just the way I set it up. 25%. So if the electricity went out, I'd always have some amount of uh, kilowatts in there to run sort of things like uh, the fridge and other stuff that you really don't want to turn off, even if it is in the middle of the night. If the lights go out at uh, 2 a.m., I don't care, but if I wake up and the fridge is like melted, that's a problem. So it's a nice app, and you can uh, sort of set it up any way you want, but there's also this opt-in or opt-out for this Stormwatch thing. And it's also fun, if you haven't seen it, the visual visualizations, is that the right word? When uh, the sun's out during the day, I can see how much uh, solar energy I'm making, how much is going in to fill up the power wall, how much is going into the house uh, or the cars or wherever it's discharging. Really fun. And if you're like me, if you suffer from an obsessive compulsive disorder, you find yourself on that app about um, approximately 68.7 million times a day just seeing uh, what's going on there. And as we've talked about many times, you can get incentives from a lot of uh, different utilities to put in a power wall if you give them uh, the rights to use it, because you can imagine how useful this is, this distributed energy. Let's say it's California here, and everybody comes home at 5 o'clock, and it's still really hot, and everybody turns on their air conditioner, and you get this huge drain. 
Well, if the utility could say, well, instead of you know having to fire up a, a gas peaker plant or something like that, how about we sort of uh, discharge people's power walls down to, say, 50%, and that way uh, we can get uh, through till, say, 8 o'clock at night when the temperature starts to drop and people are turning off their air conditioners. And that is sort of distributed energy with lots of uh, kilowatts that are out there in the community that they help to pay for and that they get to use a little bit of the time would be a good thing, and Australia and other places are trialling this. In fact, in Australia, we know that Tesla is going to be putting in, I think it was 50,000 power walls in this sort of uh, distributed power wall kind of a situation to do just that. So you can put in industrial strength ones, these big giant ones, and have multiple megawatts, or you can distribute it out to people's houses. There's upsides and downsides to both of those. But as a homeowner, to have your utility help you pay for um, a power wall, it's kind of cool. And it's kind of cool for the utility because they get to basically own a piece of your power wall. So it works both ways. We'll see how it works in the real world in the years ahead because it's all pretty new. And if you're here in the Cal Fornia, you need to know that uh, today, as you're listening to this, supposedly at around 7 o'clock in the morning, I think 7.17 is when it's planned, is a launch from Vandenberg Air Force Base. It's a Falcon 9 rocket, and it's set to carry the radar set constellation. And you might be able to see this, depending on where you live. So I'm in Los Angeles, which is about two or three hours' drive, probably three hours' drive south of Vandenberg. But we can often see these rockets as they go up, depending on which way they go. They will fly south or they at night. It's amazing when they fly these at night. And again, if they're headed sort of south... You can see these huge plumes. You can even see uh, the first stage as it goes back. So don't be freaked out uh, this morning if you're watching this, having your coffee, and you see a giant rocket flying into the air. If it all turns out, uh, it's because there's a flight from Vandenberg. It is always funny to me, and I think they should be like announcing this more in different uh, spaces. But every time one of these rockets goes up, particularly when it's one of those ones at night and the light comes through the, the plume and it freaks people out, like people think it's the second coming or that the Russians are coming or North Korea has sent us an attack. So I wish they would do a better job of telling the world, uh, not just here on the Elon Dolly part of Talking Tessa, but on the newses, tell people in Southern California, or I'm sure it's the same over in Florida, that uh, these rockets are about to go up. Because uh, people freak the hell out. People are pulling over on the freeway. And yeah, sometimes it can be a bit of a disaster. And remember how we've been asking people to send in their pictures of them charging. And uh, Michael Semek was just like killing it at the V3 supercharger in Fremont. Well, now he's just showing off, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Because Michael Semek again has sent us uh, from Fremont. And he got 904 miles per hour at 221 kilowatts. Michael, what the what? So he had 50 miles on his car, about 50 miles of range on his car. And uh, he was supercharging and he got 221 kilowatts, 904. Michael, you the man. Thank you for sending it in. So uh, this is pretty good. It's not the 250. It's not the 250 we've been promised, but that is fast. That is rapid. That is quick. That is cool. I wonder how long it lasts for. We've been also seeing some videos of, in Europe, um, Berlin Norgen, what's his name? Berlin? Um, comparing some Audi supercharging versus some Tesla supercharging and showing that the Tesla charges faster, but the Audi is sustaining it longer. The thing you find with uh, this fast charging on the Tesla network here, at least for now, is it'll have these huge kilowatts, but it won't last very long. 
And so one wonders if that will change over time as you see Audi and other people having a higher rate that's sustained. It'd be nice if you could get this 221 all the way up to, uh, oh, I don't know, 80%. But usually what happens is you get you know, really fast charging and then it drops off quickly. But it just makes my heart happy to see that, Michael. Thank you. Keep sending them. Keep charging. We can do this. We can break 221. We can do this. And I should say for the international audience, that is about 1,400 kilometers of range per hour. That's the speed that Michael got here at the first V3 uh, supercharger in the world. 1,400 kilometers, 904 miles per hour. Sweetness. And lastly for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, this Tesla stock price is going up a lot. There's a lot of, uh, what do they call them, these analysts that have been saying they're setting their target price at 250, 300, 350, 400. So the stock price is going up again. It really is like a random number generator. It goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up. So we're going to have a, it looks like a really good delivery this month of uh, Teslas. And um, we're going to hear about that. Well, you probably have heard about it already because it was yesterday. I'm waiting because I recorded this yesterday. I am waiting to hear those numbers, but they probably are going to say on that call that they're delivering lots and lots of uh, Teslas and the stock price is going to go up. So again, as always, I should say, I don't have any Tesla stock. I have been thinking about getting it, actually, because I didn't want to get it because I don't want uh, it to feel like I'm trying to be sh- a short or you know manipulate the stock price. Although our podcast is big, it's not that big. So uh, I don't have any so that I can just talk about Tesla with uh, reckless abandon, as it were. But it's an interesting stock, the way it goes up and down. There's plenty of opportunities if you can time it right, but that seems like gambling to me. I've actually got another letter here from David Church who asked the question, has anyone ever put aero wheel covers on an S? Maybe that 370 long range S could get over 400 miles. And it should actually, because we're told that on the three, putting those aero wheels on adds 5 to 10% range, so it could get you over 400. There were aero wheels on the original S. You could buy them. It was an additional thing. And like you, Michael, oh, sorry, David, like you, I wonder why they don't have that option on the S again. I think at the time it was a little bit too much. People didn't like the look of them. But now on the Model 3 and the fact that you can get such significant increases in range, I would absolutely buy them, if they weren't too expensive, I would absolutely buy them for a Model S now. Even if other people thought they were weird looking, I could give a rat's poopy pants because I just want that extra range. So I agree, bring back the aero wheels for the S or at least the option for that. I think we're a number of years in now and people are getting used to the fact that sometimes the wheel looks funky and who cares? Bring them back. Bring them back. And it turns out, it turns out that I actually listened to the earnings call. It uh, was good. I always like to hear the team talk about uh, all things Tesla. And did we learn anything new? I don't think so. We didn't really learn anything new. We just got some updates. And so uh, the China factory is uh, getting built very quickly. Um, They can't burn all their money building a lot more factories. They say that demand is not a problem. I think that's the biggest thing I got out of it. Uh, maybe we'll get more time tomorrow to talk about it but uh, they said demand is not an issue because all the short sellers are out there and everything you hear demand's a problem demand's a problem it's like demand not a problem so uh, that's news that is good and I'll talk more about uh, that shareholder meeting in the next couple of days hang on a minute wait a second the wife just reminded me uh oh 
aquacar. Somebody asked, what about um, an aquacar? And Elon said he actually bought the one from that James Bond movie, the one, oh, I can't remember, Moonraker was it? I don't remember which one. Um, he bought that and they theoretically could do it and they might actually make one, but he doesn't think um, that he should because it would be distracting. But come on, it might be a niche product, but they should do it. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>